Greetings, and welcome to episode 7 of the Loaded Card Podcast. Join Paul, Daniel, and their occasional guests as they talk about things that they love and hate about video games and the gaming industry. In this week's episode, we talk about game communities and toxic players. Somebody's getting salty. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Card Podcast. Today's episode, game communities and the toxic players that ruined them. I am Paul of What's Paul Playing Today, and joining me as always is Dan of Chop the Viking, otherwise known as Dan. I fucked that up completely. Hi, Dan. <laughs> Hi, Paul. What's That's up? all right. I'm, I'm Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. Whatever. Whatever. It's been a fucking long week, man. I, I spent Thursday through Saturday up 40 hours. I'm still recovering. I totally understand. Yeah, well, I'm preaching the choir here. I'm sure you spent many sleepless nights. Yeah, but mine are for a totally different reason. At least you get paid for yours. You didn't get paid for yours? I, no. Why would I get paid for it? Does the army not pay people? I'm not in the army, dude. You were. I mean... I was. That's what, that's what I was referring to, the sleepless nights. I mean, no, the I, the I child were, doesn't count just now. Yeah, that's I thought just, you were talking about the child. I'm like, yeah, I don't get paid for that shit, son. That's fucking part and parcel for having a kid, man. Come on. <laughs> That's what I thought you were talking about, but yeah, no, the the army does pay you kind of, but you get paid regardless of whether or not you uh, stay up for forty eight hours straight or you know you sleep for forty eight hours straight. You get the same amount of money. It doesn't matter. Same here. I mean, if I take the day, I could take a couple of days off, but still, true, true. All right, but if I take the couple of days off, I would still get paid in the army. So would I. That's what PTO is for. PTO for a reason. Paid time off, man. Why is that? Okay, that's the cat again. Yes, God. I have. For for those of you not able to see on YouTube, my my cat is in full on pirate parrot mode and likes to sit on the headrest of my chair and is confusing the shit out of Paul and it's kind of hilarious. Well, I'm running on since Saturday, maybe a total of ten hours of sleep. So I'm sitting here, not quite with it. I've got a glass of beer that I brewed myself. Thank you. A delicious cigar. So I'm going to enjoy this evening. And uh, before we get into our hot topic, we usually go over the last week's episode and anything we want to correct or anything we want to add. Oh, anything from you, sir? Actually, kind of, yes. But I have to look it up real quick because All right. well, it's... Uh... For me last week, I think our, our best thing that we want to probably do more of is actually have more guests. I think Drew did a great job. Yeah, it was, having, having Drew here was, was fun. It, it was, it was. I, I think we, we gave him... I'm not sure we gave him enough leeway to talk because we did kind of dominate the conversation, but... True. It was nice having someone to have, having a third party to bounce things off of. All right. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. This is what I want to talk about. We have our first comment on a YouTube video. No shit. Oh, yes. All right. some, someone named Phil Hawkins. Ah, Phil. Sandwich. He's, he's, he's actually a, a listener of a show that we both listen to called Tadpog. He's Sandwich Pope Phil. Okay. So, so the that. Sandwich Pope commented on the episode featuring the Barbecue Baron. Just, just going to point that out. Like, Yep. Yeah, they're well, part parcel. They're, they're two guys from that bug. So, so I did respond to his comment because, okay. you know. I haven't seen the comment. Right, so his comment is, it's probably been 20 years since the last I played GoldenEye. But the way I remember it, you could always choose odd job, or you would always choose odd job because his height made him harder to hit. 
You had Thank to physically you. use the awful controls to aim down and shoot him versus every other character who was automatically at gun height. Phil, I owe you a Howard Johnson. That was awesome. And my comment was, that's exactly what Paul's been complaining about. I, Chop Daniel, never had problems with this because of one of the methods I frequently used when playing GoldenEye, we would frequently use the grenade launcher. And my personal rule was that if I missed you, missed killing you with the first two shots, my third shot was straight at the ground at my feet and it would kill both of us so that you could not get a kill for killing me because I'm a Dave. That's fair. Totally fair. (laughs) But still, it's nice to have someone validate my concerns. (laughs) But that yeah, so, th- so there's our first comment, you know, that we first first bit of feedback we've had. So there's nothing else from last week. Uh, what you been playing? Uh, I have mostly been playing Skyrim. Solid. I decided to go back to it uh, mostly just because I haven't played a lot of the DLC because that's one of those games where I put in a couple hundred hours before any DLC was released and then yep. moved on to the next game for. I think the reason was coming back from Afghanistan because it came out while I was in Afghanistan. and It's a pretty fair reason. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's, it's, it's a hectic couple of months when you you know move halfway across the world due to the military. Moving in general is hectic. I can't imagine moving to the military. Yeah, it's, it's a little crazy. Uh, but yeah, so I've been, I've been getting back into that, trying to play some more Fallout New Vegas just to gear up for uh, Fallout 4 because I'm excited as crap about Fallout 4. Less than a month away. It's going to be fantastic. I really want to like take a vacation to Boston just so I can get more familiar with that city just to appreciate the game more, but I, I know... I'd love to, but people from Boston are there. True. This is this is always true. You'll you'll run into Patriots fans, and that's 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 my only issue. Otherwise, I love you, Boston. You're awesome. Uh, no, really. Um, I, I have been neg- neglecting the Fallout universe recently, unfortunately. What with work and everything, I've been playing Pokemon, and I've been laying in bed playing um, Nino Kuni: Wrath of the White Witch. If you're not familiar with that, are you familiar with uh, Hayao Miyazaki? Yes, I'm familiar with Miyazaki. He actually uh, made a video game. And it's a PS3 RPG. It is full of uh, art that's like spirited away, stuff like that. Gorgeous game, brilliant mechanics, and it's a story about Miyazaki himself. So it's it's wonderful. I highly recommend it if you have a PS3 laying around. If not, they're really inexpensive. Just get it, buy it, get the game. It's awesome. Seriously, that's it's it's worth buying a PS3 for. And they're like fifty bucks anyways. You don't have an excuse anymore. You freaking buy one. <laughs> If they're actually 50 bucks, I might actually buy one. I, I will find a $50 PS3 for you. It, shit, I gave Joe my old one. Yeah, I've been, I've been randomly debating on buying one of the next-gen consoles, but I still don't feel like paying $400 fucking dollars for one of those pieces of shit. I don't regret buying it, but I understand why you wouldn't want to. Well, because there's not a whole lot of games that I would play for it that I can't play for PC, and $400 exactly. going into a new graphics card is going to do me a shitload more good than oh, yeah. $400 into a console. Especially with Fallout 4 about to come out. Oh, God. I'm totally debating on buying a new graphics card for Fallout 4. Um, I don't want to do that. I don't. I, I do and I don't at the same time. I, I'd love to be able to put that money into the PC so I could you know, live stream it. That'd be freaking sweet. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, I, I don't know if I want to spend that money. I kind of do. I'm, I'm, it's, I'll, I'll be honest, I do too. It's, it's high up on the list right now. Yeah. So what have you been playing? If you, I mean, you have you been playing anything? Oh, yeah. Like I said, I've been playing uh, Pokemon uh, Alpha Sapphire oh, yeah. and um, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. I, I, I poked at Fallout 3 and I was just like, I can't do this right now. I just I can't devote the time to it. And you, I saw you had a little Dark Souls 2 fiasco the other day. You know what? I wanted to live stream it, but Twitch was being an absolute dick. And 
absolutely refused to let me live stream it. So I was like, all right, I'll just play it on my own. And uh, I have been playing Dark Souls too. It's a good, a good call out. I, I actually just beat the the Iron King, the old Iron King, and mm-hmm. uh, that was that was a, a fun fight. I ended up having to summon the. It's I can't remember her name, but she's a ranged combatant, and she ended up dying. There's a it kind of is shaped like a half circle that you're fighting on against a, a king that comes out of the lava. And there's a, the inside of, in the interior of that half circle, there's a wall behind you. But there's a little bit of a strip of lava in there that if you're not careful, you can fall right in. She fell right in and I just continued beating the crap out of his arms. Nice. It was a fun fight. It's a, it's a good game. If you, if you enjoy games that were back in the day considered Nintendo hard, this is a Nintendo hard game. But is it the crazy rebirth of Ninja Gaiden hard? I honestly haven't played the Rebirth of Ninja Gaiden, so I have no bearing on whether or not it is. Apparently, that was, was super, super ridiculously hard. I know the original Dark Souls is notorious for being ridiculously hard. It, it, it is. Dark Souls 2 tones it down just enough to the point where it's really challenging, but also really rewarding. You get that endorphin high of beating a boss, and you're like, yes! And you're just, just fuck you, I win, you cockbite. <laughs> it's especially... It's especially rough with the the dark invaders that come in repeatedly. They're NPCs that, if you're not familiar with the series in Dark Souls, you can be invaded by other players. And in Dark Souls Two, they had NPC invaders to sit in if you didn't, if say if you were at a dark period in certain times, they'll have certain events scripted where a an NPC dark invader comes in, and you just they're equally as hard as any player. I swear they have ramped up the difficulty on some of them. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's kind of rough, but it's equally rewarding when you beat the crap out of it finally, and you're just standing there, just flipping off the screen, throwing the controller on the ground, and just like, yeah, I fucking win now. <laughs> nice. Uh, do you have anything cool in your opinion that's going on in the game industry right now? What's you... going on currently in the game industry? Uh, I'm I'm looking obviously looking forward to Fallout 4. That's beyond words how excited I am for that. I can't really think of anything super interesting going on recently. Can you? I have two things. Shoot. One of them is just a cool game whose existence I was made aware of today. It is it is a Kickstarter project currently. Okay. But so so the it's a, a small company from Kentucky. So it's, you know, friends of friends of friends, basically. And but what's cool is so they made originally made a game that was called like Summer Camp or something like that. And it was this what's being referred to as an asymmetrical multiplayer game where you have what was that one that's recently big? Uh, it's not Ark, is it? No, not Ark. I don't know. Uh it's where you have one person versus multiple people in a multiplayer game. Oh. Uh, hunted. Hunted. Okay, yeah, that's, that's the one I'm thinking of. So this I'm one sure, is one v seven instead of one v four or one v three or whatever. But what makes it cool is so their original game was this game Summer Camp that was like an homage to Friday the Thirteenth movies, where you have a villain stalking counselors at a summer camp and killing them in crazy ways. But apparently, this game got the attention of the gentleman who created Friday the Thirteenth, and he gave them the Friday the 13th license. And so they are making an official Friday the 13th game where one person is Jason. Seven seven people are camp counselors. And then it is essentially a survival horror first person game where they try to last as long as possible with this giant OP serial killer chasing them down and murdering them. The Kickstarter video is really impressive. Uh, There's not a lot of gameplay because they showed some of the gameplay of the summer camp game, but some of the scenarios they talk about when 
like playing in test games were really cool ideas. Like there are boats in the game and there's like the motors on them. So you have to like repair the boat and repair the motor and stuff to be able to use it to get away from Jason. And right. uh, apparently they only hold two people. That's great. And uh, so one of their, their test games, they were, they were repairing it. And as they were finishing it, Jason chases these two other guys out onto the pier and they basically just go, nope, and hop in the boat and speed off and leave the two dudes on the pier with Jason, like, you know, bearing down on them, like, and just murders the shit out of them. And they're That's all, hilarious. like, they, like, literally turned around and yelled at them in the office, like, you're, what the fuck are you doing? You're Not dying. Us. That's what we're and doing. like, nope. <laughs> uh, I, it's not hunted. I can't find the actual name of the freaking game, and it's starting to upset me. There's a stealth game sale on Steam. I know it's one of the, like, the... It's been selling really well on uh, Steam recently, so... Yeah, but sorting through top sellers is such a fucking bitch because they just don't give you an option to filter out DLC. Yeah, true. I don't, I don't care enough to look, but... yeah, I, uh, I'm. It's going to bother me if I don't. So I'm sure I'll be able to still continue to talk, but I'm, I'm going to keep looking. Anyway, uh, why don't we get to the topic? So that is uh, Community. The, there um, actually is one other thing real quick. Oh, we, oh, we've oh, talked about it before a little bit, but it's it's gotten hilarious now. The Star Citizen fiasco. Oh, Jesus Christ. More of this shit? Go on. Go on. So this, this is what happened. At the end of last week, Derek Smart made another post about how Star Citizen is basically a paper company right now like they're they're literally just raising money to fund the company and are never going to finish the game and presents his presents his information you know for you know inside sources he has and evidence that they've done and blah 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 blah. and there was a convention this past weekend that cloud citizen uh, or cloud imperium whatever the crap the name of the company is right, right, right. was doing a big press conference at like a big thing at and so he goes if you don't believe me watch their presentation this weekend here's what you're gonna see and he here's here's what he lists he lists he says uh they're going to parade all the a-list actors all of whom cost a ton of money for sq42 which is their bit one of their big things that they promised it's like a story driven thing sure sure uh and despite the fact that the standalone game is reported to be almost 15 months away from completion, two, they were going to show a new opening cutscene uh, sequence from SQ-42 with Gary Oldman giving his speech and someone flying around and landing. Three, they're going to show Star Marine. Again, it's still a mess. Nowhere near ready for production release. Reports tell me that if it gets released before the year end, it will be a miracle. Four, they're going to show multi-crew. Again, uh, it doesn't run smoothly at all. Right now, they're running the demo on supercomputers with 16 cores and loads of memory like basically it can't run on a normal computer sure uh and then five there's nothing new being released to back backers other than a, a patch and a i think he said that a new ship would be released for like 125 or 150 dollars and he named the ship like this is the ship's name apparently someone like ratted him out to star imperium uh, cloud imperium and they changed the name of the ship but it has the same price point which is funny yeah but like literally they did pretty much exactly what he said he they were gonna do <laughs> like they showed uh they showed the cut scene like they showed all the videos like it was almost like he almost nailed it 100 percent. like that's it, funny it's that's really funny. hilarious yeah and yeah it's it's just it's getting funny with all of this stuff like 
I think the escapist did an article on them recently and they sent a letter to like, they sent a cease and desist to escapist and said that wow. they, don't, okay. if they don't pull the article and apologize for it. They were going to sue for defamation and all it, it's, it's getting Jesus. basically it's getting to the point where like they, they have to shit or get off the pot. Yep. And, or otherwise they're just going to go down completely. Yeah. It's, it's, and they're getting to fill fish levels of ridiculousness at this point. Yeah. Well, apparently one of the things that Derek Smart mentions is that they used their kicks. Part of the Kickstarter money was used to buy a $20,000 cappuccino machine because Chris Roberts always wanted one. And so, yeah, their office has a $20,000 cappuccino machine. Jesus. Uh, The game was evolved, by the way. That's it. Yeah, it was going to bother me if I didn't find it. (laughs) Anyway, I have really no comment on Star Citizen. I just don't. I I know it's garbage at this point and I know it's just going to be whatever they're going to put out. They're just going to shit something out because all they've been doing is trying to get money. But it's just funny that they've been all on super deny, 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 deny mode. And then like this, this, their number one critic nails them like almost a hundred percent for, for, you know, I don't even, I don't even know if I can find it funny anymore. That was just sad. Yeah. That they're trying to raise like nine, they have $90 million and they're, they, still can't produce the game that they want to produce. It's getting to Daikatana levels of ridiculousness. At least Daikatana got finished. Kinda. And we got to laugh at it. Kinda. Kinda got finished. Well, you did get to laugh at it, but kinda got finished. Oh, we got finished. Um, <laughs> and yeah. it made you John Romero's bitch. Let's <laughs> not. Let's not. <laughs> well, we get to the topic at hand. Uh, right. Guys probably need a reminder. It is game communities and toxic players that ruin them. So you've got a lot to talk about about this. I, I try. I tend to stay the hell away from game communities that have toxic players. I, I avoid them like the plague. I know that League of Legends has monumental levels of toxicity up there with MechWarrior Online and that absolute debacle. And then there's all of Call of Duty calling your mother a whore and how... You, she sucked his dick last night or whatever. Thank thank you, Call of Duty, for reminding me what a whore my mother is. I appreciate that so much. Thanks, Call of Duty community. Daisy also has a ridiculous community. Well, well, Daisy is weird. I I have... Daisy is is very... It's it's kind of a different tier. It is a different tier. I I agree. I actually... We'll get to this in a little bit, but I want to hear your your comments on League of Legends, because I know you you and Pang are avid players of that. Yes. And and so are millions of other people in the world. It's it's you're like, like literally you play. Yeah, it's it's literally like the biggest game in existence right now. Like there are more League of Legends players than any other game ever, except for maybe like Dota Two is probably getting close, but like League of Legends has millions and millions of people playing, which is right, right. craziness. But they're getting better, which is part of the conversation that we'll have eventually. Is they are notoriously toxic like players of league of legends like it's hilarious if it's bad when your game's load screens have like little tips saying that like people who people who cuss out their teammates lose like 80 percent more games like it's but but the thing (laughs) is is they they actually have hired social engineers and and psychologists and stuff and and they are actively trying to figure out what makes players tick and why they do the crazy shit that they do. 
and trying to figure out how they're going to going to combat this. Like they they go in and they do studies on their players with actual scientists and figure out why people do things and how they can possibly correct it, which is craziness for a gaming company because no other gaming company that I know of is hiring people to do studies on their own games to figure out how to address toxic behavior. Uh, the only other ones that I've heard that, and, and I have no confirmation to this, Mm-hmm. It, it would be Blizzard uh, for World yeah. of Warcraft because there is a lot of toxic community around World of Warcraft. No matter where you go, there's going to be griefers because it's with games as popular as League of Legends and World of Warcraft, you're going to have a great player base surrounded by assholes. It's like this little sphincter of great players and mm-hmm. the, the entire ass is surrounding it trying to squeeze it like a pimple. Yeah, But the thing with so League of Legends is, is you, I would say greater than even with all the work that Riot has done, greater than 50% of the games that I play, and I don't even play ranked games, usually, but 50% of the games that I play in usually will devolve into at least one person cussing out someone else on their team and all kinds of shit revolving around that and it's and it's little stuff too like it's i mean yeah it's just someone someone is the worst player ever and and then it just goes nightmarishly downhill from there like it's it's so badly toxic it's it's a tough thing though because you have such a hugely popular game you're going to attract assholes it's just it's common it's it's going to be a fact of life. Yeah, but the thing that the thing that Riot has done really well with that game, though, is that there is there is a reporting system for it. There is accountability for it. If you are a toxic player, you are going to get banned from the game. If you continue doing it, you will continue to get banned. If there will become a point where they will just say, "Sorry, you are no longer allowed to play League of Legends." It's 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 in the terms of service, man. Yeah. Well, and it's it's crazy too because they hold their uh, professional players super accountable to those things too. One of the the big guys in North America right now is notorious because he's the first professional player to get banned for life, basically, and then he appealed it, got overturned, and now he's playing again. Huh. I did. I actually did read something about that. If I recall, um, I don't, I don't, don't know the, the player's name, but I did it's, read something about someone be appealing yeah, a decision and actually having it overturned. That's cool. It's, his name is Incarnate, or his gamer name is Incarnation. Sure. He, he plays for currently plays for my favorite professional League of Legends teams, Cloud Nine. Um, oh, I bet, and I've never seen the name Cloud Nine. Yeah, and yeah, so he he had a ban for life for being a toxic player. Like he he. Play, yeah, he was just a dick to people in online games and apparently in professional games too. And and Riot was just like, nope, you're you're done. Banhammer. And uh, and he's apparently behaved himself since then. Uh, even though he's still played, like there's there's actual like video footage of his games that he played while he was banned. Uh, so I don't, you know, sometimes their bans don't work. He might have he might have been banned from competition play, which would have. Well, no, because they, they ban you from, like, your account no longer works. And any accounts that they know that you have no longer work. And the thing is, is sometimes that involves hundreds and hundreds of dollars of microtransactions that you use to pay for skins and stuff to make your, you know, people look cool. Right. And, and yeah, they, I mean, they don't directly hit you in the pocketbook, but they kind of hit you in the pocketbook. They kind of fuck you. They do. Plus, but, plus and, and- he was a professional player, so he was getting paid to play in tournaments and getting sponsor money. And then he no longer got sponsor money because he was banned. And let's be honest though. It's, it's kind of fair. It's in the terms of service. Mm -hmm. You agreed to those as soon as you started up that game. 
really nothing you i mean you you can fight it but how how effective is it going to be they've got a pretty ironclad thing there you know yeah and that's i mean there there is an appeal process but it doesn't work out in the player's favor usually because they have logs yeah they just go but you said this and you go well shit and and, and it kind of comes into the thing like it happened in um trashank redemption Mm -hmm. i don't give a shit But there's also just a little fun tidbit. You cannot use uh, iTunes to develop nuclear weapons. It's in the terms of service. Just fun little tidbit. That's that's an interesting bit of terms of service. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure why it's in there, but fuck it. Why not? Covering their bases, I guess. But but do you consent to being turned into a human Sentai bat? No, no South Park. Sorry. I don't watch South Park. You know that. <sighs> that is unfortunate. What is wrong with you? You don't watch any, like... Good comedy shows. I don't even have a fucking cable. What do you want from me? Hulu and Netflix, son. Get on the boat. Hulu can fuck itself. We'll get into that sometime. (laughs) I can't right now. I just can't. Okay, so let's switch gears a little bit. There are games out there that have really good communities surrounding them. Yes. Yes, there are. The, uh, actually, when when you say, uh, I, I noticed in the notes here, you've got trolling other people's games. In Dark Souls Two, that doesn't really happen. I've I've had a lot of duels of players that have come in Dark Souls Two. I've never once been disrespected. It's always been we've always bowed to each other and then had our duel, and then they bow after they leave. If I if if they if they win, if they lose, then I bow to them because it's usually a gentleman's sport. Oh, that's, I've that's, never had any I've, trolling in it because I would think that I, I've heard stories. I don't know. If, could you do that in the first Dark Souls game? In, invade, yes. Yeah, because I heard stories about the original Dark Souls where like people just came in and were absolute asshats and would just like come in and just trash you whenever possible just to fuck with you and then leave. They actually specifically made strides to curtail that particular behavior in Dark Souls 2. And it's definitely worked. I mean, they, they've they've crafted a player base that is dedicated to the game. And there are certain factions that reward you for PvP. And those mm-hmm. factions are ones that generally invade because they're... I don't know if they're geared toward PvP or if they just... They enjoy the duel, that kind of thing. But it's, it's definitely... A duel of respect, not not a duel of I want to be a troll griefer. Yeah, um, sorry, I was looking up who owns Hulu. It's a uh, Disney, 20th Century Fox, and Comcast. A tr- why th- three companies? Mm-hmm. How? It's, How does that even work? Well, it's it's actually subdivisions of them. It's the Disney slash ABC Television Group. Okay, Fox Broadcasting Company and uh-huh. NBC Universal Television Group, which is a subsidiary of Comcast. Yes. So it's huh. it's basically the three broadcasting arms of those companies. Yeah, together. yeah, yeah. And they Probably each own yeah. about thirty percent. With I'm not surprised. Fox owning the majority at thirty six percent. That's a shame. I, I am not at all pleased with the way Hulu went, and but I, <laughs> I, I swear I could talk about that shit for hours. Let's go on to a different topic. Okay, Stewie. If you, I said Stewie because oh, yeah. he's drinking out of his. Yeah, seat. yeah. The, my, it's the best beer glass that I have, and it's got all kinds of quotes about the gospel according to Stewie. So it's all kinds of quotes from the show, like the first six seasons, maybe. Nice. All right, so games that have really good, like, amazing communities around them. The first one, for PC games, the first one that comes to mind for me is Minecraft by far. Like, yep. It, it's See. hard to find people in Minecraft that aren't helpful, that aren't willing to help people learn, that aren't, you know, in, embracing of new players. That it, It's hard to find an asshole. It really is. In, it, unless the server is explicitly set up for people to be assholes to one another, yeah, it's sure, sure. pretty it's But pretty I mean, that, that's an outlier, not the norm. Yeah, yeah. There's like, there's PvP servers where you're specifically, your goal is to like grief everyone on the server 
as often as possible. And absolutely, yeah. but yeah, that, that is definitely an outlier. And yeah, so it's just it's weird. Well, it, it makes sense just because it's kind of geared towards a younger crowd, but kind of. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's one of those things where there's somehow this really great community sprung up around the game. Yeah, and and honestly, I I, I feel like that's fostered just by the creativity of the game. You, you can't yeah. really have that kind of that, that that really you can't really foster that kind of creativity and that that mindset around a game like Call of Duty. There are good players in Call of Duty. There are people who will help you, but it's not the norm. It's the outlier. Uh, and I hate saying that because I have played Call of Duty games that I've enjoyed very much. Uh, it's the same thing with Battlefield, where you won't you, you will rarely find a player that's there to help you out. They're going to murder you and just teabag you in, into oblivion mm-hmm. yeah the other one that i have it's not really a. it started becoming a pc game because they there is a browser-based version of it but the but pokemon just in general but specifically the card game for pokemon the collectible card game like right similar the, magic yeah yeah well yes and no it's it's much simpler than magic uh, but it has a lot of surprisingly a surprising amount of depth than you would think it would be. It, it's um, similar principles in that it yeah. is a collectible card game, not just you don't collect just collect cards for the sake of collecting cards. Right, it, but kids do like they just collect cards to collect course, Pokemon cards. Kids, kids. kids. Yeah. but yeah, I, I actually specifically know about that because my friend's son collected Pokemon cards when he was in like elementary school, and it, his dad. Pull, you know, we have, was buying like starter decks and stuff for him to get him new cards, and like you know, buying boxes to get him new cards. And at one point, like just on a whim one day, like on the toilet, read the rule book and was like, "I think this would actually be a really fun game." And so we bought a couple of starter decks and played, and we're like, "Holy crap! This is actually both a really good and a really fun card game." But literally in the rules, step one to any game is shake your opponent's hand and wish them good luck. Yeah. And, and step seven, like the last step of the game or whatever, is shake your opponent's hand and, you know, thank them for the game and congratulate them or, you know, be congratulated for winning. Essentially, the steps are, you know, don't be a dick. Yeah, but it, I mean, but, but it's like they built that in from the beginning and knowing that wonderful. Yeah. kids are going to be playing this game and you're teaching this, you know, good sportsman-like behavior to kids yep. and you're instilling that sportsmanship quality, which a lot of games lack. I mean, you, you, you know, when you're a kid you have the the whole march cross and shake everyone's hand at the end of the game shit that goes on absolutely but it's it's interesting to see that from a card game and and it has spilled over into the the computer games like well the game boy games and stuff a little bit but you don't really have competitive games for the most part except for like they did some stuff with pokemon stadium for a while where they had competitive games and sure sure whatever the other was it coliseum like the coliseum yes that was the one on N64, I think. No, uh, Stadium was on N64. Yeah, then it been on GameCube. I will say that I've been I've played Pokemon since first generation. Mm. Uh, I, I have I skipped a couple of generations, but I've played since first gen. I played Pokemon Blue, and now I'm playing Alpha Sapphire. And I have yet to meet anyone who's been an absolute twat waffle on that game. I, I granted, you don't really meet people. You will you yeah. can't play against them. You can compete. You can have fun, but you're having fun at the end of the day. You're you're not there to be griefed. Yeah, I, I know. There's a hilarious story of uh i think gabe from penny arcade uh back in the day when 
Pokemon either Stadium or Coliseum or whatever came out. And uh, GameStop was doing tournaments, like local tournaments at their stores. And he went to a tournament with his Game Boy Advance or DS or whatever. And uh, like he had his super optimized via spreadsheet, uh, you know, Pokemon lineup to compete against people with and shows up and is the only person there over the age of like 13 to to play like there are other adults there but they're all there with their kids and he's like uh that can't be a surprise let's be honest here apparently he was surprised he was thinking there were going to be other you know people adults showing up to play and apparently most of the kids were under the age of 10 and then there was like a 13 year old and then there was gabe and and, uh, did did he win no so this is this is the talking to the kids that are playing and they're and the kids start asking him questions like well, what's your favorite pokemon and he's like holy shit i don't have an answer to this question uh, <laughs> because i just play it's an rpg i pick it up and i play it like an rpg and i min max everything so i have this super min max lineup that has you know a counter to everything's strength and weaknesses and i can swap pokemon out and destroy people like that's that's my goal in this game and and the kids are like, you know, oh, my favorite is Eevee because I really like Eevee. And, and he's yeah, like... seriously, this is some ridiculous and, shit. And he's like, Eevee sucks. Why would you like Eevee? Like, there's so many counters to Eevees. And, and like, the kid shows them, like, and they have six Eevees in their party, each of a different <laughs> element. And, and he's just like, he's like, what is wrong with you kids? This is not how you play Pokemon. And, and then, like, the 13-year-old kid is, like, bullying all these little kids oh, at the GameStop and just being a total tool and so Gabe is like all right I know what I have to do and he in the tournament gets far enough to just trash this dude like just goes in and obliterates the kid the 13 year old kid knocking him out of the tournament and then like forfeits forfeits the next game because he's like i don't deserve to win this because i don't love pokemon like these kids do well it's not just that but it'd be a steamroll he'd be the same as that bully that he just destroyed he's like no i'm done but but the the difference is is the bully kid was like laughing at all the little kids and their stupid pokemon choices and all this stuff and gabe was just like no this is this is wrong this can't happen i have to teach this kid a lesson which was kind of funny but the, the end of the story ends up being is that once he gets home, he actually finds a Pokemon that he likes and puts it into his party, even though it ruins the spreadsheet perfection of his uh, six Pokemon that he's carrying around. And, and he decides that instead of, you know, just being perfect on paper, he would rather actually like embrace the spirit of Pokemon and uh, you know, <laughs> have, have a party that he likes instead of just have some fun instead of just all these cool rare Pokemon that have no weaknesses, basically. Yeah. And just have some fun. I mean, that's yeah. the entire point of Pokemon is to enjoy yourself. Yeah. Like I, I, the few Pokemon games that I've played, like I will go out of my way to find and acquire a Cubone because Cubones crack me up. They're so fucking weird. I I'm going to go ahead and put my mom's skull on. And, and they, beat Pikachu in the face until he dies. Which I'm totally okay with. Yeah, exactly. Fuck that little shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. That's that's my uh, that's why I love Cubones. Plus, they're really funny because they oh, they're adorable. With a skull on their head, like that's cute. and and a fucking bone, yeah. bone meringue. I mean, come on. I hate just, puns, but that's just cute. And they just smack people in the face with a big ass bone. Like you, you know the depth to which I hate puns. That's just yeah. fucking adorable. But yeah, so so yeah, that's weird Pokemon story. I'll have to see if I can find that for uh, linking because it's it was a pretty 
hilarious story when I read it several, several years ago. Yeah. Uh, back when I paid attention to Penny Arcade for the most part. All right. There's one more thing I want to talk about before we wrap up. You mentioned the most toxic of communities, MechWarrior Online. Uh, I want to hear the story. Okay. So it's not... I don't, I don't know if they're still as toxic as they were, but basically it's a, a massive lesson in how to piss off your players. And so it was a very small free-to-play game, like on online game. Like it, right. it didn't have it had a it had a very devoted following, but it was a very tiny community. And apparently what ended up happening is they get to this their basically their second big update of mechs into the game. And it was some of like the big classics that you you like expect from Mech Warrior and Battletech. And it was like, oh shit, yeah, here we go. And so they'd had these people that dumped money into it before the game as founding people that coming in and buying into the beta and all of this shit. So they're getting like this first this this big big update so the first thing that they do is they completely ignore the players so the players have been like hey there there are improvements to the ui that need to be made there are there's all of these little game balance tweaks that you need to make like there's there this stuff needs to be addressed and first of all i think it's piranha games that makes mech warrior online like ignores it like none of that stuff is addressed with this this update but what they do instead is introduce these mechs which you cannot individually purchase with real world money. Like they, they're all real world money, but you can't individually purchase them. They come in packs and the packs started at $30. Wow. The most expensive okay. pack was $240 all of right. real world money, not, not in-game currency. That's 240 US American dollars. I, I've got a single gesture that I think will absolutely hit home here. Oh, he, he's, cranking up the middle finger. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, anyway, please go on. It gets worse. I'm sure it does. That's the, that's the worst part is that I'm sure it does get worse. So all of these new mechs had a special skin that was released with this update. Of course they did. Solid gold mech. It's just the just how big of a middle finger do you need to give to your players? They were $500 a piece. I'm not surprised. Each. Like so f- to buy the gold skin for each of these new mechs was 500 bucks. $4,000 total. Yeah. And basically all of the players were like, so you didn't fix anything that needed to be fixed. And now you want us to give you $500 a skin for your game. Not for a mech, just a fucking skin for a mech that we just paid. Yeah. $240. Yeah. So $240 would have gotten you all of the mechs and then $4,000 right. would get you all of the gold skins for them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So understandably, people were a little, little angry, and they lost a, a ton of they a lost a, a ton of their players. Yeah, and I don't know if they ever really recovered from it. I mean, they the game still exists, so I'm you know they did to some surprised. degree. But yeah, that that it's it's more less toxic players. I mean, they they did have some toxic more players of a, stick around more and more of a toxic just, uh, developer. Yeah, it was. It, it's a little crazy, but yeah, I think, in my opinion, the the two most toxic communities are probably still League of Legends and uh, definitely the Call of Duty crowd. That you know, we have a twelve year old calling you a fag over you know Xbox Live. And honestly, I, I'm not even sure if that's toxic anymore. So much as just funny. But oh, it's, I guess it's still it's, toxic. It's, you know, it, it there are definitely people that stop playing because of that. Because I'm sure, but but as I age, I, I find that shit funnier more and more. Oh yeah, yeah. Because let's be honest here, I'm 32 years old. I'm comfortable with who I am. If you really want to call me a fag and whatever, dude, I'm yeah, a bundle of sticks. It's less that and more like the fact that 
your your team cohesion is gone and is no longer able you're no longer able to function as a unit in a team like deathmatch or you know team competitive game yeah i i i know that i've i've seen players in league of legends and here's a storm get to a point where they're berated enough that they will actively sabotage the players on their team yeah 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 and and i have a storm to a lesser extent uh, and i've seen similar things like in a lot of mmos where like if Oh, absolutely. Especially if the healer is getting harassed by people, like they will just stop fucking healing people and cause oh, yeah. fights. It's oh hilarious. yeah, I've, I've done it. Oh yeah, I have too. I, I've actually played a Heroes of the Storm game where this guy was just enough of a dick that I was playing Malfurion at the time, and I just walked over and healed someone else and let him die every time. Yeah, yeah. every time. I uh, I actually did it to one of my roommates in college, where he was playing a tank and was blaming me for all of his mistakes because I was healing, mm-hmm. and like he was breaking line of sight. He was just doing all of this dumb shit that he wasn't supposed to do, and sure. like, and but of course it's the healer's fault. So at th- eventually it got to the point where I just was like, well then fuck you, I'm not healing you anymore. It ended really badly, and I don't think he talked to me for a couple of days. It was it was kind of funny for me. But yeah. So quickly, I have I have. Kind of a, a note mentioning that Daisy is an oddity in all of this. Okay, I'm kind of curious why you did. Okay, so Daisy basically exists as almost two completely different games, depending on where the server is located. Okay. Basically, if the server is in Russia, it is a PvP game, and if you see another player, they are going to kill you. Period. Okay. No matter what. Like, the, you are going to die if you see another player, and they actively hunt other players. Because Russia. None of the rest of the world does it. Most of the rest of the world, like, it can be tense when you run into another player because you're not sure if they're going to shoot you or not, and there's not a whole lot of communication in the game sometimes. There's a little more now than there used to be. But for the most part, you can actually find people and work with them and survive in a kind of a co-op mentality, but not in Russia. Okay. And it's it's just this weird thing that like in in on Russian servers players are super toxic and they they all hate each other and they just murder each other for gear endlessly and in everywhere else in the world servers they're not that way usually unless it's specifically set up as a full PvP you know like they're all full PvP servers like you can't sure, sure. control that but for some reason. People outside of Russia try to work together, but inside of Russia, it is murder fest, which is hilarious because, you know, it's Russia. Which I find really strange because every time I've played, it has been counter to that. And not just, I haven't played on Russian servers, but every other server I play it on anywhere in the fucking world, I've gotten ganked every single time. Every time. <laughs> and there are, there which are is why I've never played. Yeah, there are definitely people that camp out at the spawn points and, and nail new players as they come in. Which, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a fun environment when you're trying to live. When you're trying to actually, but, you know, have fun. Mm-hmm. It's it's honestly one of the, the biggest reasons why I won't play any of those type of games anymore. I see these awesome survival games. Oh my god, this is going to be so fun. And you defend your, yourself from other players. Go fuck yourself. You've lost my business in <laughs> I don't yeah. want PvP. I don't want it. I don't want it. I want to play cooperatively because the survival of man depends on cooperation in that type of game. Otherwise, yeah. you're all going to fucking die. Yep. You're just, you're just going to die. That's just, that's the fact. So long story short, to wrap up, really, there's all kinds of toxicity existing around pretty much the entire gaming ecosystem. Any game that you can find, you'll find some players who are toxic. And I think, honestly, it depends on the size of the game itself. 
like the size of the community surrounding your game it, because the, the more people you attract the more assholes you're going to attract that's just a fact yeah. but at the same time there are things that can be done to foster friendlier communities and that and the hey we should help each other mentalities that some players have As like, it's, it, yeah i mean it, it, there there doesn't need to be like, there's always going to be a dick eventually like there's you know it's the <laughs> totally different kind of off the topic thing like there's in games where you can build stuff there's a a joking term that's like time to penis i think uh someone a ttp of a, of a game which is yeah. like when you can like in in minecraft and in, in lego and try on uh trying saying uh oh, what the hell is that game called trove Okay. Yeah. There, there's time to penis. Like the amount of time it takes for, before someone figures out how to build a penis into your world. Spore was very quick. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, and it happens. It, I mean, it's oh, absolutely. And and like any game where you can like do your own graffiti or anything, there will eventually be a dick somewhere. Uh, but yeah, any community is is as the community grows, eventually there will be a dick. And uh, and it's it's depend how you build your community and how you seed your community and how you foster your community will completely dictate how your community reacts. <laughs> to, yeah. Like you like it, huh? Totally unintentional, but I'll take it. But yeah, we'll totally dictate uh, how they respond to Tiny you know, Penis. The day. I, I will say that I remember. I actually do remember when the Wii first came out and they were showing off the Me Chat system. I'm like, that's going to be a quick TCP. I remember talking about this with you long yeah. time ago when the Wii first came. Out. I'm like, oh, that's going to be quick. Or like, when you can five minutes can, tops. When you can draw people's faces. Like, oh yeah. Can, oh yeah. Face. The, the coolest one I saw of those was uh, actually someone made, like, the person's face. I don't know how they did it, but it was a, a, a specific arrangement of stuff, and it was a drum set. And, like, when they would blink, it looked like, like the cymbals were being hit and drums were being played. And it was, like, the craziest thing ever. And uh, I, I don't know how it was done, but it was really cracked me up a lot. And I downloaded that one. But, yeah, like, that was super easy to, to drop penises all over. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. And, and, anywhere in that and like, the, uh, the little badges you could draw for yourself and call of duty people drew penises and stuff all over those all the time yeah it, it, it happens it happens all the time absolutely well there's really no question for this episode it was just more of a want for us to go into an in-depth analysis of how just how toxic and how ridiculously toxic some places and some communities can get and then there's fucking mech warrior which is just hilariously terrible with how poor how poorly treated their community was yeah, that's that's an example of how not to foster a good community. Right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We could probably go on for another few hours with this, but I do want to wrap up. But uh, Age of Conan was one of the ones that fostered a really good community around it. Have you played Age of Conan? No, I have not. Uh, I, I had friends who played a lot of it uh, between you or friends d and curtis played it i think a little bit a couple of our other friends played uh i never really got into it i think i was playing i don't i think i was playing world of warcraft at that point in time uh it was pretty early on in the, the war, yeah. you know life cycle of mmos but yeah i, I think i'd stopped playing final fantasy 11 and i was playing uh, world of warcraft at that point i miss ff11 i never got a chance to play it for very long because i had i knew nobody that played it at the time yeah and and there's some cool stuff you know, you could do with it if you didn't know people. And it was kind of cool, like their matchmaking system that you could just pair up with random ass people. But, you know, yeah. at the same time, it was random ass people. And sure. It's and always a little more fun to talk to random ass people. people. And half the time they were Japanese. Yeah. And while I didn't mind that because they were still extremely respectful and still had a lot of fun with you, it yeah. was just and that that language barrier really killed you. Except for the fact that, like, they had that really cool translation system. So you could, like, get kind of key points across. And if you, you abuse those macros and stuff, like, you could you could do a decent job of communicating. But, yeah, for the most part, it was 
it, it, it was a decent game. It had it had a pretty good community around it. It just you had to you had to work to get to it, which was the problem. I think that's about it for this week's episode. If you want to get in contact with us, the best way to do that is to contact us directly at podcast at loadedcartgaming.com. If you want to contact Dan or I individually, you can get him at chop at loadedcartgaming.com. If you want to grab me, you can grab me at paul at loadedcartgaming.com. Uh, check out the site. Obviously, it's loadedcartgaming.com. But uh, that's about it for this week. We'll see you next time. And here's some smooth jazz to play you out. I will I will happily, happily digress over everything I hate about Hulu. Nice, nice. But you can buy it without commercials now. No, you fucking cannot. You lying fuck. No, they they lying fuck. They just started a service. Like you can pay an extra couple oh, dollars oh a month. God, to they avoid started a service that they just fucking had when they fucking started. <laughs> yeah, well they're owned by Comcast, so that should tell you a lot. Oh my god. I'm pretty sure I, 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 I can't. Let's let's continue.